0: Listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl Janon right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, All we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting, and we also talk about notable fighters and athletes, how they all got started in the game, and of course, where they are now. So, what is happening, everybody? I hope you guys are all doing really, really, really well Uh, Just a disclaimer before we get started with the show, Uh, your girl right here has been feeling a little bit under the weather, and um, to be honest, uh, I wasn't expecting it to affect my voice and all that because I just thought it was a simple sore throat, but uh, mind you, it is (laughs) kind of bad, and uh, uh, just to put this out there, people, if you're listening to this right now, please, please uh, take care of your you know, uh, just, just try to sanitize. Okay. Even if you do have a cold or, oh man, I hope you don't have the flu, but even if you do just try to take preventative measures and try not to go to crowded places so that you transmit your disease and whatnot but um you know man it is what it is it is officially part of life you know i'm not the type of person who gets sick all the time but when i do get sick it is really bad but listen this is how much we love you guys tko nation because when your girl is like not feeling 100 i'm still out here in the studio because the studio itself, listen, it's just a whole therapy by itself, and like always, I'm just so happy to be here today, regardless of my health status. So, yes, like I said, just a disclaimer, if my voice is kind of sounding a little bit off, I do apologize it's because of this horrible cold that I have, and I feel like it's actually affected my lung capacity, so... Uh, yeah, I just hope I don't huff and puff every every <laughs> minute here or there. So, yes, I will try my best. But how could I possibly not show up in the studio when we had such a great MMA event take place over this past weekend? And I'm sure you do know what I'm talking about. Even if you are a casual MMA fan, you probably know what I'm talking about. Of course, I'm talking about UFC 246 <laughs> that took place over this past Saturday. Headlined by a great, great Walter bout between Conor McGregor and Donald Cowboy Cerrone. And I know by now you probably know what happened and what the actual outcome was. But needless to say, we definitely do have to reminisce a little bit. And, you know, when I say a little bit, that means like a good 20 minutes. We just need to talk about this uh, whole event because it was it was really enjoyable and uh, it was good. Like I was satisfied as a fan and I. Um, again in the words of uh (laughs) max holloway it was what it was and uh you know you guys know i'm not necessarily the biggest fan of conor mcgregor's but i i wasn't displeased by what i saw on saturday night and i'm gonna be talking about that in more detail in a few minutes so yes today mainly we're gonna be reminiscing about the bouts that took place on the main card of ufc 246 talk about some of the Not really drama, but some of the things that took place prior to the fights and how those might have affected um, uh, how how each fighter decided to perform on uh, fight night. So we're going to be talking about that today, mainly... But also, uh, I feel like this whole UFC 246 fight card uh, began a new journey for not just the fighters, but also for all of us fans out here. Because if you do remember, ever since the beginning of uh, 2020, we didn't have a lot of fights to break down and talk about. But I feel like ever since UFC 246, then it's going to be a road filled with so many great and uh, important fights fight cards and bouts also. So uh, for this upcoming weekend, for January 25th, On Saturday, we're going to be having a very interesting um, UFC fight night that is happening in North Carolina, and it is going to be a clash of titans of um, heavyweight fighters. So the main event is going to be a heavyweight bout between um, uh, the top-ranked heavyweight contender in the UFC, Curtis Blades, who we are all familiar with. He's fought giants like Francis Ngannou, you know, he has a very, um, uh, I, I, when it comes to his recent fights, he's had uh, many notable fights, and now he's going to be fighting off against the former heavy, heavyweight champion, again, one of my all-time favorites when it comes to MMA heavyweight division. Junior Dos Santos. So Curtis Blades versus Junior Dos Santos is going to be headlining UFC Fight Night in uh, Riley, North Carolina. And the co-main event too, that is also going to be an interesting bout because it's going to be a welterweight bout between Michael Chiesa and the former lightweight champion at the UFC, Rafael Dos Santos. So I I can't quite remember the last time we saw Rafael Dos Santos fight in the UFC, especially because ever since he um, unfortunately lost his lightweight title in the lightweight division, he decided to move up and down weight divisions to welterweight and then back to lightweight and then now here here he is fighting once again in the welterweight division at 170 pounds and so it will be interesting to see how he actually performs on fight night against Michael Chiesa whose submission skills and jiu-jitsu skills are a really well known to the whole MMA community, you know, because of his uh, physique and his uh, vast background in um, jujitsu and um, submission games. You know, he's, he's really good when it comes to the ground. And I feel like regardless of if you're an amateur fighter or if you're um, uh, the world champion, you have to be very um, cautious of uh, the sort of uh, things that Michael Kies- Kiesa is going to, uh, challenge you with when it comes to his ground game and his jiu-jitsu game so because of that I'm also really excited about the co event of UFC fight night in North Carolina so uh, again depending on how much time we're gonna have left after we reminisce about UFC 246 these are the main fights that I really do want to talk about in more detail and break down for all of y'all out here so now without further ado let's get started okay i feel like my voice is like starting to open up uh as i keep talking to you guys because over the past two days i was just uh i couldn't even talk and uh, i actually had a fever last night so this is like a really good progress so hopefully (laughs) it'll keep uh, getting better from here on so yes like i said i really do want to talk about some of the things that went down for ufc 246 so I'm sure you guys probably took attention to this fact that although Conor McGregor was fighting on this card and we're all used to seeing Conor McGregor come out and just you know do his best when it comes to trash talking and just completely deteriorate his opponents mentally however in this bout it was really interesting interesting to see that conor mcgregor actually kept his cool he didn't talk a lot of trash to donald cowboy cerrone and as a matter of fact he Uh, Showed to have a lot of respect for Donald Cowboy Cerrone, and even if you did watch um, videos from the past, from past years, and press conferences where both um, Cowboy Cerrone and Conor Conor McGregor were present at, Conor McGregor keeps saying how much respect he has for Donald Cowboy Cerrone as a person, as a hustler, and as a fighter overall, because... Cowboy is the type of person who never says no when whenever he's offered a fight, he will jump on a plane right away, even if the fight is announced short notice. If he's just simply asked to come in and fight a random person, he will definitely do it. And because of that, everybody just praises Donald Cowboy Cerrone. And so, uh, like I said, for this fight, there wasn't a lot of trash talk between the two parties. Which made me think maybe uh, we're starting to see a new version of Conor McGregor. Because for the time, I don't know how to describe it, but for the past quote-unquote phase that Conor McGregor had been having ever since his uh, win against the former featherweight champion Jose Aldo from there, taken to the fight that he had um, against uh, Eddie Alvarez, to the fights that he had against Nate Diaz, and then the Mayweather fight, and the Khabib fight, Khabib Nurmagomedov fight at Lightweight. I feel like his attitude was just some way when he uh, did all those fights. And then after he went through various issues outside the Octagon, you guys already know some of the legal problems that he went through. You know, all that stuff, I feel like those really potentially changed him as a person and ha- and his outlook overall to the fighting game. I feel like this time around, he actually missed fighting in the Octagon, have missed having an MMA fight. And you could definitely tell from the way his attitude was prior to this fight and also coming into this fight against Donald Cowboy Cerrone. And uh, I just, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe I'm starting to like this new version of Conor McGregor. Maybe the main reason why I kept telling you guys that I'm not necessarily the biggest Conor McGregor fan was all the stuff that went on before the fight. You know, it's i am you guys all know I'm a huge fan of sportsmanship and mutual respect between fighters and athletes. I feel like that's uh, one of the main aspects of doing sports overall. And when Conor McGregor just kept coming out, doing all that trash talk and doing a lot of disrespect uh, to his opponents, I didn't necessarily appreciate it. But now when I saw the way he acted uh, prior to the fight uh, with um, Donald Coway Cerrone, I kind of started to develop a little bit of uh, more respect for Conor McGregor, especially talking about the way um, he fought, you know, during the actual fight. Because you guys probably know, like, this is kind of fresh in our minds because it just happened. When the fight actually took place, Conor McGregor, he was really... um, He was really sharp, and I feel like for the past few fights that he had had against notable opponents, he just... Um, you know, he might have been a bit too, um, you know, like you know, when you take caffeine and you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm so fidgety, so I don't know how to properly concentrate. It was, it was like that with Conor McGregor for his uh past fights, but for this fight, I feel like he was really, really focused the moment, the moment right before the referee gave the go for the fighters to start fighting each other in round one, and so when the fight started. You know that Conor McGregor had this very clear vision in mind and he actually acted upon it. So what happened was Conor McGregor, when the bell went off for round one, he knew that he wanted to go out there. And the very first thing that he wanted to do was to throw a big shot towards Donald Cowboy Cerrone. So I really do appreciate that, and I really do appreciate that he knows what type of things he's good at, and he knows he knew that he actually had to execute um, uh, his um, his weapons, so to speak early on if he wanted to win the fight. And so that's exactly what he did. We all know how precise of a striker Conor McGregor is, and that's exactly what he did the very first moment of the very first round. And so when you're Donald Cowboy Cerrone and you see that big shot coming towards you from a distance, man, you have to do something to, to counteract it, of course. And so what Donald Cowboy Cerrone did was that he wanted to dodge away from that big shot that was coming towards him by conor mcgregor so he decided to go for a takedown instead and uh little uh to his knowledge when he went for that takedown conor mcgregor i'm not sure if he did this um, intentionally or if it just if it was just a unintentional reflex When Donald Cowboy Cerrone went for that takedown, Conor McGregor uh, hit him with his thigh and not even with his knee. So this is one of the main reasons why I doubt that he did this intentionally. I just feel like he was in the right position at the right time. And when Cowboy went for that takedown, his thigh just automatically hit um, Cowboy Cerrone, leading to the first... um, piece of um, damage uh, should I say that Donald Cowboy Cerrone received um, in the beginning of the fight so because of that hard shot that was so powerful that was received uh, by Donald Cowboy Cerrone Cowboy was just a little bit wobbly and when the two got back up to a clinch uh, Connor wouldn't let go and he wouldn't let go in the way that he was throwing shoulder shots. And if you did catch up with the fight, you probably know what I'm talking about because this wasn't a super conventional way of throwing shots when you're stuck in a clinch with your opponent because he kept throwing. um You know, when you throw elbows, but this time he was just throwing shoulders, quote unquote, shoulders towards Don Cowboy Cerrone's face and his nose. And as the commentators later talked about it, you know, when you throw shoulder shots, it might not look like you're doing much damage, but you truly are, especially given the fact that um if you have strong deltoids, so therefore sh- uh, shoulder muscles, and the fact that when you're throwing those shoulder shots, you also have... um Bones around your shoulder area that might be sticking out, similar to how uh, how uh, when you throw elbows and um, you know the elbow shots are going to be effective uh, as to, uh, creating a lot a lot of damage in your uh, opponent. And so, because Conor McGregor was throwing those shoulder shots that were super powerful, like he uh, created a lot of momentum when he was throwing those shoulder shots. And also, I feel like the way um, he positioned those shoulder shots, his clavicle was also in work. And so, because of that, that created that made a lot of damage to uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone's nose. And I feel like those shots were the main reason why. Uh, the fight started to go in a in a wrong direction for for Donald Cowboy Cerrone because his nose was almost shattered after receiving so many of the shoulder slash clavicle shots. Okay, so things weren't looking too good for Donald Cowboy Cerrone, as you guys remember. But when the two um let go of the clinch, then Connor saw that he had a he had the best opening for the whole fight, and that was that Connor, excuse me, Don Cerrone, he was so wobbly after that thigh shot and those shoulder shots. So, if Connor wanted to do anything to, to finish this fight, this was the moment for him to act. And that's exactly what he did because he threw the next thing that he did, he threw a leg kick towards the neck of Don Cerrone. And down he goes. Unfortunately, Donald Caoistaroni is just in full-on defensive mode now and um, can't really do anything because he didn't even have a moment to properly recover from everything that had been done to him. But by um, Conor McGregor, so unfortunately he was just in defensive mode, and um, Conor was just throwing ground and pounds at the end of that, at the end of the fight. And uh, unfortunately, after only. four... 40 seconds or so of the very first rounds. The referee, Herb Dean, stopped the fight. And it was a win. It was a W for Conor McGregor. And just like that, Conor McGregor, he won his comeback fight. And he defeated Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Now, it was... I don't know. I told you guys. I, I was personally rooting for Donald Cowboy Cerrone to win this fight. Especially because I think if Cowboy was a little bit more cautious... Um, In the beginning of the fight, he could have potentially taken the fight the full distance and could have potentially won this fight, um, given that the fight was uh, uh, lasting the full 25 minutes for the full five rounds. And especially this would have been interesting because Conor McGregor, yes, he has fought in the uh, uh, 170-pound weight division, but because this is the one of the heavier weight divisions that he's fought at ever, we don't know how his cardio and um, stamina is going to hold up given that the fight is um, going to go the full distance. So that would have made things a bit more interesting, in my opinion, if the fight actually did last the full five rounds. However, again, it is what it is. It is what happened. There's nothing we can do about it now. And uh, there's actually been uh, some some tweets by uh, some of Conor McGregor's former opponents, people like Nate Diaz, who've been pretty vocal about the way the fight proceeded overall. Nate Diaz uh, is uh, <laughs> claiming that this whole thing was just fake, and that perhaps Donald Cerrone, you know, received some sort of a money or something prior to the fight that this. You know, all this went down the way it did. I personally disagree with that. I just feel like Cowboy Cerrone didn't have good luck. Unfortunately, he wanted to do the right thing by doing that initial takedown. But unfortunately, just it just didn't happen. And it just wasn't his night. But what I do appreciate about Conor McGregor, though, and the way he fought on Saturday night was the amount of power that he delivered every step of the way. And this was pretty interesting given that for his past few fights, when Conor threw shots, like he would throw good shots, he would throw accurate shots, but with regards to power... They, they were mediocre. I wouldn't consider them super powerful, but when Connor threw all the shots that he did throw against Donald Cowboy Cerrone, they looked pretty darn strong. And uh, that makes me think if this welterweight division is going to be the new home for Conor McGregor, given that he has a few more fights in this weight division and um, just uh, becomes more accustomed to how the weight feels overall and uh, hopefully he's going to um, establish, you know, increase the amount of power that he has right now and just keep building on it and and make his uh, shots and strikes more powerful. That that was kind of interesting to see on fight night because like I said, we hadn't really seen Conor McGregor throw a lot of power shots per se anyway so that's what happened for fight night and it was really interesting because like I said Conor McGregor throughout the whole way he was pretty humble and even if the post post fight interview not only did he uh, uh, show a lot of respect to Donald Cowboy Sorrone, but also his family I think Donald Cowboy Cerrone's grandma was present in the crowd and after the fight like both parties uh, families just came to the octagon and they started hugging each other and even Conor McGregor he hugged and um, started talking to Donald Calvary Cerrone's grandma, which was a really um, a touching moment. It was it was really nice to see. And uh, like I said, Conor McGregor overall, even in the post-fight interview, he was pretty humble about his victory. However, he did call everybody in the welterweight division, and he said that he's ready to fight all of them. Now, uh, mind you, in the crowd. We're sitting the current welterweight champion Kamaru Usman and also the current holder of the BMF belts. my all-time favorite fighter ever, Jorge Masvidal. And when Conor McGregor was saying all these things, the two definitely paid a lot of attention and um, it, it will be interesting to see if we're going to get a potential match against uh, any one of them. I'm all for a potential fight between Conor McGregor and Jorge Masvidal. You guys already know how excited I will be for that fight. It, I feel like this if the fight between Conor McGregor and Jorge Masvidal actually does take place... It will be um, something similar to the fights that Conor had against Nate Diaz in terms of the magnitude and how well marketed and promoted it will be and how exciting it will be for all fans out here. But I I just feel like it's going to take it to a whole nother level, especially because Jorge Masvidal was the person who beat. Nate Diaz when he was going to get the BMF belts for himself and so we all know what the purpose of the BMF belt was and that was to crown the baddest fighter the baddest man on planet earth and Jorge Masvidal definitely proved that he deserved to be called the baddest man on earth and so what would actually happen if we have Jorge Masvidal, the holder of the BMF belt fighting off against Conor McGregor would Conor McGregor go back to his um, old roots of trash talking and uh, try to promote the fight that way or will Conor McGregor Stay the 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 nice person that he has become right now. Not do a lot of trash talking and just um prove to the world what he has become as a fighter. You know through the actual fight. But we all know that's not gonna make uh, a lot of people tune in. And it's all about good promotion and um, trash talking when it comes to having people tune in to the fight itself, having people buy a lot of pay per views and all that. And after all, this is one of the main reasons why Conor McGregor became Conor McGregor, and that is because of the the amount of confidence that he has in himself and the trash talking that he does to his opponents. And overall, like I said, I feel like if this fight does take place between Jorge Masvidal and uh, Conor McGregor, it will, it will break all previous pay-per-view records. And it, with regards to the attendance as well in the arenas, it will be... Historical. So, if I were the promoter at the UFC, I would definitely make this fight happen. And I guess we'll just have to wait and see what will actually happen because in the post-fight press conference that took place after uh, all the fights went down, Dana White, the president of the UFC, actually came out saying that he is not interested in this fight between Masvidal and uh, McGregor, but instead he's interested to have a rematch fight between McGregor and Khabib Nurmagomedov and I I guess it does make sense because if you truly want to claim that you're the greatest of all time Or something close to that. You have to have some sort of a championship belt, and if this fight between Khabib and Conor McGregor actually does take place, it will be huge for both of them. Like Dana White said himself, because if Khabib is able to beat Conor the second time, then that will even um, uh, uh, you know that will solidify his um, uh, his uh, legacy even more. And he will probably go down as one of the greatest people to have ever done it in the world of MMA, um, given that he is like about 30 fights um, in into his professional career and he has yet to lose a professional fight, knock on wood, not to jinx it, you know, because we're all proud of Khabib Nurmagomedov and uh, everything that he has done so far in his professional career. But like I would say, it's going to be a huge fight for both of them. And for Connor too, if he's able to beat Khabib, then things are going to uh, start looking even better for Connor McGregor. And um, it's only going to be, uh, uh, you know, all the good things will probably go down in history after that potential win against Khabib not saying that that will potentially happen but you know just saying if the fight does happen it will be it will be really really interesting to watch and uh, like Dana White said again it will be the biggest fight of um, that has ever taken place in MMA history. So, regardless of what what fight is going to happen next, we as the fans, at least I can I can truly testify that we're so so excited for what we have ahead ahead of us um, with regards to what is coming up for Conor McGregor, what is next in the welterweight division, and. Again, what is next for Khabib, too? Because anything can happen. And we definitely do know that whatever happens, it will be very, very exciting, regardless of who who is going to be fighting against who and what is actually going to go down. Oh, man, that was a really long reminiscing session because I'm just looking at the clock right now and we're almost out of time. And I did plan on breaking down some of the fights that are happening this upcoming weekend. But uh, unfortunately, I can't really do that. All I can briefly say is that uh, make sure you catch up with UFC Fight Night in North Carolina. It will start at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, like I said, the main event is going to be a clash of Titans between the former heavyweight champion, D- Junior Dos Santos. And it's going to be fighting off against heavyweight top contender. K- Curtis Blades, and also the comian event is one great bout to watch as well, which is going to be a great fight between the former lightweight champion Rafael dos Anjos and Michael Chiesa. All right, so I'm so happy that I uh, survived this whole uh, session, given that um, I was really, really sick today, but I definitely do feel better just by talking to you guys today and just by uh, breaking down some of the some of the points that we talked about today. So I am uh, happy that I got to be here today with all you guys out there alright so unfortunately I'm just looking at the clock right now that is all the time we're gonna have for this week you guys already know make sure you go to cfru.ca to catch up with our previous episodes and you can also get our SoundCloud and iTunes to catch up with our previous episodes as well and until next time it's your girl Jenna right here and this is TKO peace out